And we're going to help you keep it running as well. Good morning. Welcome to CISO's uh, Car Care Show. Denny along here. And on the other end is Nick Stoffel from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. Good to hear you, Nick. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. How are you doing, Denny? I'm doing okay. Thank you very much. I uh, when when In the last couple of weeks when we uh, talked to your uh, compadre, uh, Dan, uh, you guys at Lloyd's have probably got your hands full with uh, air conditioning issues, right? I suppose that's still true. Yes, it's been uh, quite the summer for their conditioning, and it's, it's not bad. You know, it's uh, we're 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 full. We, we've been working hard here for the last uh, couple of weeks with air conditioning, and as you know, a lot more people are taking road trips and and such. So we're we're doing we're doing fine. Well, that's good to hear. Uh, if if uh, just joining our li- having our listeners join in on the conversation, if you have any kind of uh, an issue with your personal vehicle, car, truck, or van. Uh, why don't you call uh, call us or send a text? Same number applies, 651-989-9226. Nick and Dan have been uh, helping us out for many years here on CCO, helping you out. Uh, if you have to bring your vehicle in for service and you want to know maybe what could be wrong with it, these guys are great at, at analyzing that even over the radio, which is kind of tough to do sometimes when you don't have any uh, testing equipment uh, with you. Uh, and uh, so call. We've, we've cleared the lines, or if you prefer, send a text at uh, uh, 651-989-9226. And, Nick, we're already getting uh, text messages as well. Now, keep in mind, Nick is going to be with us only till 745. So if you do have a car or truck or van issue, any problems, don't wait. We uh, sometimes run out of time, and we don't uh, get to answer all of your questions. So call it in, text it in as soon as you can. And uh, Nick will help you out. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Here's one that came in early uh, today, Nick. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a good question. When should you replace a spare tire? <clears throat> excuse me, if it's never been used. You know that's a that's a good question, and you know from time to time you hear that. Um, I'm not sure if you have to. I mean, a couple of the reasons is. You know, sometimes a spare tire um, is inside a compartment in the vehicle where it's well protected from all the elements and such. But even the ones that are underneath the vehicle, for the most part, they're protected from the sun. And as you know, the sun's really hard on the tire and the rubber and kind of breaks it all down. So uh, as little as we ever use, and hopefully you don't need to, uh, that spare tire, um, I, I don't think it's necessary. When you have it serviced, have them check the pressure, have them give it a visual inspection. If somebody sees some like dry rotting or cracking, then it's worth consideration for for obvious reasons. But other other than those reasons, I don't think it's uh, something we need to worry about. And isn't it true that in some uh, manufacturers don't even give you a spare tire anymore, right? On the newest vehicles, we do see that now where um, there's not the space. You know, I mean, a lot more right. vehicles they try to balance the weight of the vehicle, so there's a battery in the rear of the vehicle. A lot of the computers in the rear of the vehicle third row seating in a lot of these smaller uh, SUVs. So they've, they've learned that there's not that extra space. And to be quite honest, um, with all the services in, in the world, with uh, um, motor clubs and towing outfits and all these places that can help you, I tell my own wife, if you get a flat tire, just find a safe place to stop and call me. I mean, this is what I do. If it's not what you do, it's not the best idea to be crawling underneath the vehicle trying to figure out how to, uh, how to safely get that flat tire off. Boy, that's for sure. Good advice. 651-989-9226 is the number, the phone call number, and the text uh, number for uh, for that matter. Uh, wh- what about, um, uh, Nick, uh, uh, tire sensors? You know, we've talked, 
We've gotten calls, as you know, uh, calls or texts, and people said, you know, I, I've got this thing on my dash. It says my tires are low, but I've checked them all, and uh, they're all good. And then some folks have discovered, well, their spare was low. Have you, you still see that once in a while? Yeah, de- depending on the vehicle, you know, all manufacturers are different. One thing that's uh, constant that all tires need to have a sensor or, or some way of measuring pressure, I should say, because some manufacturers actually use the wheel speed sensor. They can determine the the circumference of the tire, and they know if, they, if there's a difference in pressure that the tires spin at a different rate, and then they can notify the computer that way. But, it, you know, unfortunately, in a lot of people's minds, they just ignore that tire light, and there's a reason why we have it, and it's to make sure that we're safe. If one of those four tires that are running down the road is low on pressure, the light will come on. Now, as these systems have been around for years and 10 years now, those batteries and a lot of those sensors have worn out. Or there's something faulty with the, either the, the tire sensor or the computer itself, and we, we've learned that uh, the light will be flashing, and, you know, it's one of those things, you know, the, the idiot light that people ignore, but it's not as bad as it might seem. You take it to your dealership, your shop, they can go through and uh, read all those sensors, determine if it's a matter of one of them needs to be reca- or reprogrammed, reinitialized, mm-hmm. or if there's actually a faulty sensor that needs replacement. And you know, not to minimize that hundred or hundred and fifty dollars, whatever it might be, um, it's worth it if you're running down the interstate and you end up with a flat tire. You want to have yeah. known that your tire was low before you're in that scenario. Yeah, be prepared. Tell you what, I know we have to break here, but I want to grab a call from uh, Marsha, who's calling from uh, St. Paul, I believe. Marsha, thank you. What is your question for Nick? Good morning. Thank you for taking my call, gentlemen. I will tell you what's going on, and then I'll hang up and I'll take notes. (laughs) Okay. I bought a 2014 Focus two years ago. Did not know that the previous owner was a heavy smoker. Last year, the dealer ozoned it from the inside, and they changed a filter. I'm not sure if it was the cabin filter or the one from the under the hood, but it didn't help. Every time I open the door, my lungs close up and I start coughing and I have trouble breathing. I did a little looking online, as we all do, and um, I read that it's that maybe it's something I can do myself or maybe not, but that more effective is to change the cabin filter and then there's an air intake under the hood and you run the air on high and then you run the heat on high and you spray ozone or something each time into that intake. Is there any way I can make my car truly smoke-free? Thank you you much. I'll hang up and I'll listen. Thank you. All right, Marcia. Thank you. You know, that's a fair question. Um, there are products out there that we, and we do hear from time to time when people request, and I will say I believe they do help depending on the sensitivity of the customer and the person, you know, obviously has some, um, maybe a really a, a car in poor condition here. But you can buy those treatments where you, as she described, and you bridge it right on the container. And some should be able to do this themselves if they take the time to do a little bit of research, but you essentially do run these products um, through the, not the air intake for the engine, but for the heating and cooling system. So wherever that cabin filter source is or that it's located, just before that there's going to be an air, a place where the air gets into the heating and cooling uh, ductwork. And you run that product through there, you run the fan through as you described, and it kind of helps cleanse a lot of that plastic stuff or maybe some of that smell of smoke or, or whatever it may be has kind of attached itself to Will it make it all go away? 
I don't know. I mean, shampooing the carpeting, you know, keep in mind the ceiling. People clean the seats and the floor, but when you take it for a detail, see if they have a product or a way to try to clean that ceiling because that's a fabric, too, that will absorb a lot of that uh, that smoke and that smell. And obviously, as we know, when we're driving our vehicles, our heads are much closer to the ceiling than they are the seat. So a lot of that type of smell is collected there. Um, and I think if you're persistent, might take a couple efforts, but I think you can knock that down, hopefully, well, you know, far enough where uh, she can live with it. Yeah. All right. I'll tell you what. Uh, let's take a break, Nick. We'll uh, have more calls, more texts coming up here. Keep in mind, Nick will be here till just about 745. So if you have any car care question, call it in or text it in sooner rather than later. 651-989-9226. And good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Denny Long here with the Nick Stoffel from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. Where exactly are you guys located, Nick? In, uh, well, as Grand you know, Denny, been here many a times. We're, uh, we're at 982 Grand Avenue. Here in St. Paul, two blocks east of Lexington Parkway. So if you're ever, ever in the area, um, we're practicing our distancing, obviously, but stop out and say hi. Um, if you ever need to give us a call, as you know, we're at 651-228-1316. And if you're in front of your, your computer, your laptop, your, your mobile device, we're at lloydsautomotive.net, and that's L-L-O-Y-D-S automotive.net. Very good. We'll get you that phone number. You guys are open today, I presume. Yeah, we're we're back to eight eight till noon on Saturdays here. We got uh, it's short staff, though. We you know we give everybody a rotation of their time off, and sure. uh, we got a couple guys here today to kind of shore some stuff up from last week and get things ready for next week. All right, very good. Uh, let's invite our listeners to join in now in the conversation. If you have any kind of a car, or truck, van issue, call it in, text it in six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Speaking, I don't want to forget the textures either. Here's one. Uh, are turbo engines more expensive to maintain over the long run, from new to 175,000 miles than inline engines? Texter says they've heard that they all have oil dispersion where gas in the cylinder mixes with the oil in the crankcase. Anything you can uh, say, Nick, about well, that? Well, I would say, I mean, uh, the, the turbo engine is more and more common as um, we try to maximize our fuel economy and a lot of our uh, dependence on oil and such that they've learned that making engines smaller allows them to be more efficient. They add the turbo to help increase the power to give them to do the things that we need they, them to do. I think if you use a good quality motor oil, if you change your oil on a regular basis, as we've preached for years, if you do the maintenance, I think every vehicle has a good shot or every vehicle should absolutely make 175,000 miles now there are going to be some bumps in the road obviously yes but i I don't think there's a um a a way of thinking that oh am i better off with the turbo engine or the non-turbo engine uh the turbo engines like on pickups you know a lot of these um, newer pickups have a smaller engine with the turbo which meets our needs 99 percent of the time the one time you might have to pull or carry a load more than the normal and that turbo might have to work a little harder. But all in all, I think it's probably the right trend. It's the right direction to kind of help us um, be more efficient with what we're using here. You know, we don't, there's an unlimited, not an unlimited amount of oil and gas, so let's utilize it smartly so it'll last us a long time. Speaking of that, uh, you and your technicians there, Lloyd's, uh, see, I presume, a lot of uh, especially hybrid vehicles these days. I mean, is this uh, how, how has that been as far as repair? Is it... Uh, 
I mean, you guys are master mechanics, but I, is is it is ever been an issue with a lot of these hybrids, for example, and seeing a lot of electric cars too? You you know, um, cars have always always evolved. You, you used to have to crank to start them. We've come a long ways, right? We now push a button <laughs> and the car starts for us. And the technologies are good. I mean, we find ways to make vehicles more efficient. You know, less energy consumption, better for the environment safer. All these advancements in cars have always been a good thing, and it's no different, you know, from you know, your lifetime, Dan's lifetime, my lifetime, my children, that you know, vehicles were carbureted, and then they had electronic ignition, and then they had fuel injection, and now we, you know, we've added a lot of different safety features and uh, hybrid vehicles, and all the advancements, um, if you're going to your shop or your dealership, and um, they have those Technicians or those uh, those people working on your vehicles going to, for training so they can keep up to up to speed and all the latest technologies and it's exciting. I mean, having vehicles uh, more uh, more precise, you know, have them where they don't burn oil, leak oil. I mean, if you're old enough, you remember you'd go to a shop and you'd go back in that back room where they're fixing the cars and it just had this horrible smell because these cars are running back there and they're just polluting so badly now. You know, you can hardly tell a vehicle's running in our shop. We have nine yeah. cars inside, and, you know, we had the air conditioning on. If you have nine cars running inside, you'd expect it to have this really gassy, exhausty smell, and you don't have that anymore because the cars have gotten so much cleaner and better. So I think it's a good thing. You know, I think we're going yeah. the right direction, and we'll evolve with it like we always have. Very good. Let's go back to the phones, Nick. I think Ron is calling from Marshall, Minnesota, with a question. Ron, you're on with Nick Stoffel. Hey, guys, quick question I'll ask, and then I'll hang up and listen. Um, I have a 2013 Chevy Express van, and just a question. A lot of times when I go to slow down at stop signs, the dash will light up. It says grade braking on, and it almost feels like a semi would with jake braking. The RPMs go up, and it just starts dropping the, uh, the gears too quick. Just curious if you have an idea why that would be. I'll hang up and listen. What do you think, Nick? You know, Denny, in those heavier, uh, heavier duty vehicles, they do come equipped with some, uh, maybe some programming. We'll say that, you know, and if, if the gentleman goes through his settings, his owner's manual will describe it better. Uh, but they, they do add a feature like that where it's using the transmission and the engine to slow the vehicle down, so we're not overheating the brakes. So if you have, if he's pulling the trailer, if you have heavy load, and you have that connected to your your harness for the lights on the trailer and the brakes on the trailer, the, the, the truck knows that. The truck says, boy, i got a heavy load behind me. I better utilize everything. So I'm going to use, like you said, the Jake brake, you know, which is essentially using the vehicle's transmission and engine to slow you down. So um, once again, it's probably a good thing because you're not overheating your brakes. If it's acting up when it should not be, my first step would be go through the owner's manual, figure out what the settings are for that system. Maybe there's an adjustment to be made. If that doesn't resolve the problem, he should probably contact his dealership or his, his uh, repair facility and see if they sure. can give him a hand. All right. Just a reminder to our listeners, uh, Nick Nick will be with us for just about 15 more minutes. So if you have any kind of a car question, call it in, text it in right away, and we'll, uh, we'll help you out. And welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Denny Long here, and uh, joining us is Nick Stoffel from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul, filling in for Dan Burns today. Uh, we have text messages I don't want to forget about because I know uh, Nick uh, will only be with us for about uh, another oh, seven, eight minutes or so. Say, say Denny, two, two things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you may not be aware of this, but yesterday my uh, youngest son, Silas, turned eight. Yeah. So we had, uh, had a fun, happy birthday to my youngest child. And then uh, the other thing I know you and Dan have touched on is that uh, 
as, as you've spoken in, in depth about, but we are here at Lloyd's. We're looking to add to our team. Um, oh, know, yeah. And we had a great plan through this uh, last six months, and we are as busy as ever, if not busier, and we have a spot available. And um, you may not know this, but there, our last two hires, um, uh, maybe you met Mike and Ryan, but both of them, you know, I said, how do you ever end up finding us here, you know? And, you know, we do all the ads online, and we do all, all this uh, research and efforts, and both of them, um, it was either their parent or their grandparent listening to Dan on the radio. <laughs> and that's and the said, source. Hiron, you need to call them. about that? Yeah, and, and you guys are still looking for, for a mechanic now. Uh, if yeah, such a great place to work. And, and how do they get in touch with you? Or if you know somebody who's looking for work, or maybe uh, they're, they're at home, or maybe they want to change. As, uh, as always, they can call us, uh, 651-228-1316. If they go to our website, there's a pop-up right there. You know, we're, we're hiring. Uh, they can click on there and kind of follow the process there, too. And it'll, it comes directly to me, and I'll, I'll get back to them as quickly as I can. But that's at lloydsautomotive.net. But this just goes to show that not only are you helping people uh, find a way to get a res- you know, their car repaired or get a little information so when they yeah. go to their dealership or their shop, they have that information to better prepare them, but you're also helping us keep fully employed. So thank you. We're, we're kind of like an employment service here. Yeah. That's all right. All right. That's that's interesting. All right. Let's not forget our listeners here. Uh, and we'll get you uh, Lloyd's Automotive uh, number from Nick uh, before he leaves us. Here's one I can hear Dennis downtown when he hears this. Uh, 1966 Mustang GT with a completely rebuilt 289. No AC, but it's overheating both after running or driving for only 20 minutes. Uh, The texter replaced the thermostat and checked the antifreeze level without any improvement. A texter wants to know, do you think, could it be a bad water pump? Well, if the... You know, you should take some temperatures, you know, so at the top of the radiator, bottom of the radiator, try to figure out if we have a blockage or a lack of circulation, like they said, the water pump. Um, there's been cases over in the, in the history of time that maybe that thermostat got installed upside down. If that wax pellet's not getting hot enough, it's not going to open. Um, I will say they need to, you know, sounds like a beautiful vehicle. Be careful. You don't want to overheat an engine too many times. So take some temperatures. Try to determine if the coolant is circulating based on if the temperature is in the radiator top to bottom or changing, if they're the same, if it's a cold spot. You know, it's there's something along those lines. You know, either we're not getting the coolant moving or the coolant's not being cooled. And that's really the only two directions. So sure. if the texter takes the time, does a few checks, doesn't have much luck, he should probably have someone get a look at it before he damages that well refurbished uh, vehicle. How about that? Let's grab a phone call before you leave us today. Uh, Ray, I think, is calling in from uh, Champlin this morning. Thank you, Ray. What's your question? Uh, first of all, for the Mustang, replace the thermostat again. I've had a couple of new ones that weren't any good. Mm. I have a 2008 Enclave with 200,000 miles on it, and it at idle is the only time I notice it, but at idle, it'll, like, misfires, except it isn't misfiring. There's no codes, but they Every 10, 15 seconds, the GAC will just keep down a little bit. You can just feel it. And my guy um, replaced the mass air sensor and also took the throttle body off and cleaned it. But I don't sense any improvement. Really? Well, I mean, that's one of those scenarios where, you know, have your, have, there's 
obviously one of the PIDs or some of the data there, something's off just a little bit, and that's what's frustrating. You get a vehicle that's got a few miles on it. As things have kind of worn in or worn out or however you want to phrase it, uh, they don't always play nice. So is there a fuel injector that we're not getting the proper flow? Do we have a, a, a carbon track spark plug a little bit or we have a weak coil? There's There's something that's just as you described, slightly off, that gives you that little bit of hesitation there at an idle. Um, if somebody spends a little bit of time, you know, it's not like he's going down the right path, clean the mass airflow or replace the mass airflow, the throttle body, you know, so we kind of covered the air side of things. Maybe it's time to focus on the spark and then the fuel. Um, carefully inspecting spark plugs. You know, you can take the scan tool and watch the misfire counters. Maybe there's one cylinder in particular that's kind of uh, acting up more than others that he can focus on. But uh, it sounds like they're on the right path, and unfortunately, it might take another visit or two to get to the bottom of it, but I think if they're persistent, they should be able to figure things out. All right, very good. I know we have a minute or two to go here before we let you go. Uh, Here's a text that says, I am having wet floors on the passenger side. What could cause that, and how to get rid of the moldy smell after it dries out? Well, as we touched earlier, the air conditioning season's upon us, and when we run our air conditioning, we uh, we dry the air blowing into our vehicle. As we're drying the air, the water needs to go somewhere. And inside that heater box or that uh, evaporator box is a drain, and that drain is supposed to drip on the ground. If that becomes plugged or blocked or something, that water has nowhere to go, so it kind of fills up like a bathtub. Once you heat, hit the top or a seam, it starts to leak onto the floor. So get that drain cleared out. Get that cabin filter replaced. I think for the uh, texture with the musty smell, shop back, wet, dry back. Just dry the best you can. Maybe shampoo a little bit. Put a fan on it, and if you have a garage, just leave a fan run all night just to dry that out and kill all that off. Um, and then hopefully that should be enough to uh, clear that up from. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do, just like we've done in the past. I'm going to save some of these text messages that we don't have time for because we're just about out of time now. And we can open up the show next week with uh, with some of those questions that we did not get to. But, if folks, uh, Nick, if uh, they're uh, needing some uh, help uh, or if they want to uh, join a great crew there at Lloyd's Automotive, if you happen to be a, an auto mechanic, a technician, how do we get in touch with you guys? Well, as, as always, even if we're not fixing your car and you need someone to ask a question, call me. You know, I'm at 651-228-1316. I just, you know, we fix cars, we want to help you. And on that note, if you're looking for a job, same number, give me a call. I'm here all week, all day. Um, if you're in front of your computer, you want to do a little research on us, check our Google ratings, the reviews, our website. You know, all that stuff's at lloydsautomotive.net. Um, and, you know, I, like I said on the job thing, if you're curious, call me or text me or email me, in any way just to open the conversation. I would like to like to get to know you and see if it's a good fit for both of us. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, not too much of a turnover there, Lloyd, for sure. No, and you know that for sure. We're, we're booming. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. We're, we're helping a lot of people get, them, get their cars moving. Outstanding. Thanks, Nick. Thanks for the help. Is Dan going to be with us next week? Uh, Dan will be back, yes. He, he took a much-needed vacation. Great. All right. Much deserved. Okay. Yes, sir. All right. Nick, thanks so much. Nick Stoffel from Lloyd's Automotive on Grand Avenue in St. Paul.